Welcome to Talking Kotlin. On this episode, I am sitting down with Josh Keen from Big Nerd Ranch discussing many things, but primarily coroutines. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the show. Hey, Hadi. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm very glad that you made it. I know that we plan to record this now for some time, and uh, it's been like, what, three months that we started to talk about this, right? Yeah, I'm glad we could finally slot it in. It's been kind of chaotic, uh, you know, with the schedules and whatnot. So I'm glad we could align on this and, uh, yeah, make time for it. Because I think it's it's definitely a really important topic right now. Um, you know, how coroutines fit into the Android landscape currently. And and I think it's it's definitely on the minds of a lot of Android developers right now. How do we how do we use coroutines in the right way? Yeah. Well, I I did say coroutines and some other stuff. I haven't told you what other stuff yet, but there will be other stuff. So, <laughs> Ooh, intriguing. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's like people sometimes say to me, like, "Do I need to prepare anything?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." It's a completely casual conversation, and then just when they think they, you know, I I keep completely catch them off guard, and I'm like, "So, how is the weather?" And we always end up talking about the weather. Like, I don't know why this has become the weather channel. But anyway. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, that little surge of adrenaline is good for waking you up. Yeah, so, anyway. because, so make sure you have all your meteorological data at hand in case I say to you, how was the weather back on the 6th of January in 2001? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, I have a yeah. little website called google.com that's great at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so... Josh, you work at Big Nerd Ranch, which is big training company, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, we're also a consultancy as well. So uh, we do uh, Android apps, and uh, uh, we also train people to be Android developers and also you know Kotlin developers, uh, people working with the Kotlin language. Yeah, and you recently became a certified Kotlin, JetBrains certified training partner, which correct? Means, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. And we've been putting that to, uh, to use out in the world, um, you know, helping people level up on working with Kotlin. Of course, we've got the, you know, Kotlin uh, programming book from Big Nerd Ranch as well. Uh, it's part of that curriculum. They kind of uh, fit uh, together in tandem there. Um, the book is kind of a, it's a hands-on interactive guide to, to learning the language. And then the curriculum that we've put together just takes that uh, a step further in an intensive two-day uh, boot camp kind of experience. Yeah. Um, and you come out on the other side and you know the language. That's nice. But do you ever truly know a language? That's deep. Well, that, that was a deep, good, deep, deep question. <laughs> <laughs> good question. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I mean, you know, it is it, to, to a certain extent, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not being facetious here. It's, it's kind of like, you know, yes, it's easy to learn the, the syntax of Kotlin, but when do you truly get to understand the language and all of the idioms of the language, right? Truth, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that's a why well, I feel a, a thread spinning up in the background right now to con to continue pondering that. That's a, a really a deep question. A thread or a um, coroutine? <laughs> I mean, we uh, are with coroutines, man. I mean, the show is about coroutines, like, and you you talk about threads. We'll have like, to suspend that topic. Uh, we will, you know, but we'll resume hey, it at some point. Hey. <laughs> uh, let me, don't call me, I'll call back you. Oh God, okay, I, I didn't just do that. Right, um, so, you see, that's why I'm not a comedian. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> coroutines. So I know that, I mean, you know, you generally focus on Android. Uh, so while I try and keep this show balanced as much as possible, and I don't want to dive too much into uh, a specific platform, uh, nonetheless, right. I think that it is important often to kind of, you know, put put things into context. And one of the reasons that we wanted to discuss this was that I've had a couple of people on the show, namely Roman uh, Elizarov, who has written much of the co-routines. And we've discussed this a little bit, right? But I thought it, it's good to get a perspective of people actually using this in the wild, so to speak, right? That's and right. On a day-to-day -day basis. And you that have been involved in the android world and i know that a lot of the things that will you might mention feel specific to android but i think that at the end of the day these things can be uh, applied to multiple um, targets architectures types of applications what have you right uh so with that in mind yeah how long have you actually been using uh coroutines for android development in this case Great question. So, you know, as of 1.3, um, we've felt like, you know, because it's no longer experimental, we can go ahead and you know, take the leap. You know, I, I had a pretty strong sense that 1.2 coroutine implementation, though they were dubbed experimental, were still pretty much stable since I had seen that they were being used in the, I think, the collections API or something. So I knew it was okay to, uh, to, to use them probably. But, you know, the 1.3 making those stable really was where we felt comfortable. So I, I guess in the last, you know, six months, we've started to investigate using them, uh, you know, more extensively in our Android application development. Um, and, you know, my experience at least is I still consider myself to be um, fairly new to using coroutines on Android specifically. And, you know, so I think a lot of the community is actually probably in that same place right now. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of the history involved with Android, specifically the problem of doing stuff in the foreground, doing stuff in the background, kind of ties into how it's never really been a trivial task dealing with problem, the problem of threads on Android in the first place. And um, what were you doing before coroutines? Or, I mean, what was the general thing? Great question. Yeah, so to frame the discussion up, it's, it really taps into that history of, of how async has worked on Android in the first place. I mean, you know, back in the day we had, I guess it was uh, the thread pool executor, you know, and it was, uh, and then, then after that we had a, you know, async task. It was kind of a shoehorned uh, and pretty narrow and uh, inflexible kind of life cycle. And then finally, you know, RX Java came along. And I think a lot of us, once we, you know, kind of embraced RxJava. And, you know, I was I was early on a huge advocate of RxJava. And actually, I still am. And that'll be one of the things um, to talk about here. Because I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, is our coroutines a replacement for RxJava? Um, yeah, uh, a lot of people actually are wondering that. And a lot of people are saying, should I basically... And, and I want to emphasize here that, you know, you talk about Rx. Java for Android, but RxJava is actually something that's used extensively Correct. across many different types of applications. So a lot of what yeah, we exactly talk right. about here is, you know, applicable to any kind of app, right? 
Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. It's you know way more general purpose a problem still, and you know RX Java is totally used on the server side, um, and, and Coroutines I know aims to aims to work in that same space also. Um, you know, yeah. related to that question because you said you know before Coroutines I was I was a big advocate of RX Java and I still am. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of a spoiler already. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like, it, it kind of feels like now I'm using coroutines and uh, not so much Rx, but I still kind of like Rx. So can you kind of phrase that for us a little bit better? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, the last step in the kind of uh, evolution of handling the problem of threads on Android for a lot of us was, you know, Rx Java in a lot of ways, because it's, it's a, you know, especially for Android developers, right? Because we had a very limited set of features available on Java. Um, we didn't have our nice functional programming features like map, flat map, filter. And those are built into RxJava. So actually, a lot of people were just adding RxJava to their Android apps, honestly, to add support for that, <laughs> to That's be honest. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, now, of course, we've got you know the wonderful Kotlin programming language. I'm not biased at all. Um, that gives us those features just built right in the language, which you know we all know and love. The collections API um, it, it gives us those FP features. So you know, it no longer solves RxJava, no longer solves that problem. Um, but I think it's still a lot of us, and I think some of it may be due to the. Um, there's got to be a term for this. It's kind of like the sense of endearment that's uh, developed by. Uh, you know, the sweat equity involved in learning something. <laughs> I think a lot of the community did that work of learning to some degree RxJava. Now saying, I put scare quotes around learning RxJava too, because um, RxJava is incredibly deep. Um, it's got a lot of features, um, tons of operators, um, incredibly heavyweight. And that'll be one of the reasons um, I'll argue for you know, coroutines and actually a lot of cases where we are, you know, traditionally using RxJava on Android. When you talk about heavyweight, what do you mean specifically? Well, you know, the API surface, um, you know, tons and tons of different operators. You don't even know what half of them are really. I mean, it's even if you're working with RxJava extensively, there's just a ton to know about. And Whenever someone claims that they know RxJava, it's always going to be a thinner slice of the entire thing, probably. Um, there's just so much to it that it's, you know, almost humanly impossible to know everything going on there. Now, compare that to coroutines. You've got a pretty simple model for handling really what a lot of things you would want, it, want RxJava for, like, you know, bouncing from a background thread to a foreground thread, quote unquote, of course, suspend, it's a little bit different, but same concept, same effect, um, you know, and a lot of that is really spinning up a, you know, on uh, RxJava these days, RxJava 2, we have the notion of a single, right, it's a single um, uh, element of data. Coroutines are actually a great solution for replacing single, is one of the things that we've realized, and we're doing that currently. Um, and there's just not a lot of pain involved. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, let's, uh, pause a minute there. Cause there's a lot yeah. of things that you've said that I'd like to unwind a little bit and, yeah. and we can start with, you know, one of the things that you said is, 
a lot of people adopted RX because they wanted all of these awesome operators such as map, flat map, <laughs> etc. Now, I've right. I've really never kind of encountered this, and and it's interesting because RX is definitely not something simple to learn. I think that once no. you kind of learn RX, it's it's kind of like okay that wasn't that difficult but it definitely <laughs> is a mind shift from the normal way that you uh program right yeah that's correct do right? you the functional, do you right do, i mean you, you yeah it's kind of you you've got it you're taking on board the quote-unquote functional approach and on top of that now right. you're dealing with uh streams right Right. Now you've got the idea of, and then you've got variants that are somewhere in between observers and observables, right? With the subjects and, um, you know, then you've got the idea yeah. of creating uh, observables and when to use that, when to gain direct control over the on next function. And then they've got their own model of handi handling error propagation. And, you know, that's really only just the surface. Uh, I mean, there's tons to know. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, like, would someone learn all this for the purpose of just using certain operators, realizing that it's got a complete mind shift to to have yeah, a program, obviously with its own benefits, yeah? Uh, yeah. But if it's yeah, not think, really I out of need. I think that's totally right. I think so also, speak. you know, um, the developer side of my brain says, you know, coroutines, honestly, it's a more simple set of features that accomplishes the same effect for most of the cases. I mean, to lift someone's quote from somewhere, and I don't remember where, it's kind of like RX Java is kind of like killing a, a spider with a bazooka. You know, I mean, it's it, it does everything under the sun pretty much for really a simple problem or should be a relatively simple problem. And I think it's a lot of that's because the Java language didn't support the idea of coroutines. Um, and, and now that we've got that, uh, you know, I think there's a good reason to want to investigate it. It's, uh, but like I say, uh, some of that reluctance or, um, I guess, lack of adoption on the Android side of things is, A, I think it's uh, folks waiting to see how things will pan out. And, you know, it's only fairly recently that the experimental label was lifted in the first place. So there's that. And then there's also the community is I think by far and large shifted over to using RxJava for everything, you know, on the repository later, layer. And um, once that kind of commitment is made, it's sort of like saying, well, we've got a forward momentum here. Why change it? You know, that's always the name of the game with tech stuff anyway, at, you know, as you know. Um, I mean, again, one of the other things that you said, because I'm trying to like, I love RX, yeah. like I love reactive extensions. And, and, and see, I, that's the thing. I love it too. And I don't, I, I can't confidently say, you know, coroutines are a replacement for RX Java. There's a kind of a hesitation there because I think one side would like to say, I'd love to replace everything with just one solution, you know, and, but the realization is they are complementary tools. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to see more confirmation of um, the more people work with this. It's, I think we're realizing RX Java is great for certain kinds of problems and coroutines. I think there's an overlap, but they're not, they don't serve, serve the same um, 
solution yeah. for all the kinds of things. And, and getting to that, again, one of the points that yeah. you raised was the, the use of single operator in Rx, right? right? And right. single, from the time that I remember uh, working with Rx, is that it basically, as opposed to bringing back a stream, you're bringing back a single element. That's right. right. Yeah. Now, is that very common usage pattern in Android? It's incredibly common. In fact, most of the you know REST APIs that you're going to be consuming on your Android apps are going to be inter interfacing with, you know, ultimately. But these days, you know, well, coroutines eventually. But uh, these days, typically an RX, you know, single. Okay. And right. So you subscribe to the single, right? You get an event. And then, you know, these days, most folks are on MVVM. We have live data receive an event from, you know, the single that we subscribe to and it's on success. And we hear back about it. Right. So then could it be the case? And again, I'm not an expert in Android. Okay. I'm not an Android developer, let alone an expert. But could it right. be the case that you end up using Rx in Android and I don't want to say shoehorn it, but you mm -hmm. are actually trying to, you know, because Rx is promoting this idea of, of streams, of infinite streams in a sense, that right. does provide you with a way to do asynchronous programming. But is it ending up in a way where I'm kind of shoehorning uh, Rx in Android, which ultimately I'm not really leveraging the concept of streams if I'm constantly using right. this model of single. Right, right, right. Yeah, but so that's that's the that's the gist. I think uh, even though single has less stuff going on than you know flowable and observable, it's still got a lot of API surface and it's heavier weight than a coroutine, which does you know effectively the same thing. So, you know, I'm starting to view coroutine as a, a drop-in replacement for single. Now, infinite streams, though, uh, Rx Java is going to be good, better at, at handling that kind of problem. And so I then that leads to where we were saying that this can actually be complementary technology, right? Whereas that's right. you can use coroutines for certain aspects, but when you are talking about uh, infinite streams, when you're talking about... Right. Series of events yeah. don't know when it ends yes. necessarily. You know, a stream RX is perfect for that, and you know, other problems like debouncing. You know, um, if you've ever tried to debounce a series of events, you know, RX Java has an operator for that. It's got an operator for everything. Would you say that you could do the same with coroutines? Like, do you think you, it's it's simple enough to implement a debounce with coroutines? You know what? Um, I am such a beginner, relatively speaking, to that that I would turn to RX right away because I know debounce. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's anything built in to coroutines that handles that right away. Um, you may know otherwise, though. Not. Uh, I, I don't believe that there's a direct API for um, debounce. Right. Uh, but I, you I, know, like I say, it's RX Java is going to provide operators for a lot of different kinds of problems such as that and way more uses coroutines uh, from what i've learned so far uh, are really way more general purpose and that's one of the strengths as well um, one of the things that i've discovered coroutines are really amazing for is for flattening out callbacks 
uh, interfaces. And uh, RxJava can be used to flatten out callbacks interfaces, right? Let's imagine a traditional, um, you know, let's say a success and cancel button click listener that's wired up to a dialogue in your UI. Uh, RxJava could be used to handle that problem, but coroutines is a perfect solution for that um, because it doesn't incur the cost of you know, creating an instance of you know, a, an observable at all. Um, it's way lighter weight than that. And it solves the problem in a general purpose kind of way. So one of the things that I've realized, right, is coroutines aren't necessarily just for handling the problem of doing stuff in the background and, you know, notifying the foreground about it. It can also be used on the same thread, right? And in Android, we call that the UI thread or the main thread. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it can actually be used on the main thread to flatten out callbacks interfaces so that they read you know from top to bottom rather than out of order like you have with you know callbacks style apis or interfaces and android is incredibly callbacksy <laughs> so i think it's going to be we're going to be we're going to see a lot of uses where coroutines are used to make the apis a lot nicer to work with on android as well for that reason uh, you can flatten out a callbacks interface. Regarding debounce, there there are complex scenarios that you might have to take into account. But what I was trying to say yeah. is like that at the end of oh, the yeah. day, this is essentially an API that can be implemented one way or another, right? How the specifics no, that's right. that is 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 you know the the. the Devil is in the details, I guess, in that sense. But uh, yeah, no, correct. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, right. You could brew your own debounce operator that works, you know, and use coroutines. Yeah. Uh, but this does come to the next point, which which I would like to, you know, you say you can interrupt and blah blah blah. But a lot of people. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, no, no. I do some blah, blah, blah. So, you know, <laughs> That's feel like, free to act. You, I mean. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. No. Yes. I didn't mean you literally. Said, yes. You can interrupt and not have to uh, blah, blah, blah. No, you can interrupt and not have to worry about maybe taking the risks. What, what are the things you're saying, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, but, you know, JetBrains has, has, has provided us a, uh, you know, means. A blah, blah. Right, a blah, blah <laughs> that allows us to blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, it, it allows us to not have to necessarily worry uh, about a situation where we've got, you know, coroutines and it turns out, well, it doesn't work because we don't have the, let's say, the debounce operator. You know, that's a contrived example. But yeah. something that we need in the Rx, let's say we need to implement uh, retry logic and that works really nicely in Rx Java. Which right. you could do for with a for loop, Which essentially. Which well, you could right? probably <laughs> you do, do on coroutines, <laughs> yeah. right? And, you know, like I say, part of that is the sweat equity that we've invested in as an Android community moving over to uh, the Rx view of things. Correct. And maybe not knowing the equivalent. Yeah, yeah but this kind of also contra... Like, I'm not saying it contradicts, but it, 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 is, it is trying to align a little bit with the principle of one of the things that was aimed with coroutines, which is not giving you this really extensive 
API surface area where you have to know all of these different API calls to be able to do certain things, right? Which is one of the points that you're bringing up with RX in that it's heavy. Like if I want to do a retry, well, I do a for loop because it's basically the same kind of still constructs that I would use in normal um, non sorry, normal synchronous flow programming kind of thing, right? Yeah, no, I, and I'm with you. Like that's, that's the dream, right? I mean, I'd love to just use the language features alone to be able to, to do that yeah. um, and, and map them over to the idioms that we're used to just from the language that, you know, in practice, I don't think that that plays out in exactly the way that, you know, it would be a, a straightforward uh, means to do. And that's, that's probably a deeper discussion but i think one of the things that i've let's dig deep yeah it goes it goes pretty far i mean one of the things is it's you know it's a rich subject it's very deep and i mean i think coroutines are almost a even coroutines and we're describing them as a more simple uh model than uh, rx java which i think is definitely true it's there's less to learning coroutines than there is to learning rx java i think um, but even it is a world in and of itself. Um, and I mean, you could easily spend in our curriculum for learning Kotlin, we've got a two day curriculum. Uh, you could spend a full day on learning about, you know, coroutines and we're actually developing an advanced discourse around that subject, uh, right now so that we've, you know, got that to offer. Cause I think it's, it's an area that you could focus easily a, a day on. Um, of discourse and, and learning. There's a lot to, to to kind of think about and understand. Yeah. So given we offer this interop, and one of the things that you said is, you know, you can, with little risk, which is going back to the blah, blah part, um, you can <laughs> right, adopt. The, the Kotlin X, the Kotlin X dot RX2 right. support, right? So a lot of times people ask the question of, hey, I've got this awesomely working application on Android or wherever, and it's using Rx. Should I suddenly convert this to coroutines? Now, my general answer is no. Why would you? Like, I mean, unless you have a specific reason to do so, why would you take a perfectly functioning program that you're happy with and there are no business needs for you to do this conversion and convert it over if you are not seeing any gain or any issues that you want to resolve. What is your take on this? Yeah, and I, I think that that totally rings true, right? I mean, you know, to a degree, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but, you know, on the other side, it, it really depends, I think, uh, you know, where you're headed with the project. If it's heavy on legacy uh, and you've made that commitment to most of most things being in RX already. Um, I think leave leave it as be. Um, Greenfields, I think, is a great opportunity for exploring using coroutines. First, I think on the repository layer, it makes a lot of sense there. Um, you know, for the data management layer uh, that's interacting with like the web service, um, it makes a great. I think it's a great fit for replacing out the, uh, you know, this, like I say, in the classic view, RX Java singles. Um, and then, you know, from there, experimenting with using coroutines to flatten out callbacks APIs on the UI. Uh, so thread. you would go to the backend before going to the UI? 
I would, yeah. Personally, coroutines make the most sense there um, because they're really dealing. It's kind of where the rubber meets the road uh, on the scheme, on the Android scheme of consuming the data from the API and then being able to, you know, interface with the UI. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the data layer is where coroutines kind of make the most sense immediately for Android developers. But like I, like I say, I mean, using coroutines on the UI thread also makes a lot of sense um, for making callbacks APIs more readable. And the example I gave of the, you know, the dialogue, um, the alert dialogue on Android, being able to take the, you know, success and failure callbacks on the alert dialogue and making them read, you know, imperatively flowing kind of from point A to B instead. And that's a, an area that I think holds a lot of potential um, in the future on Android that folks, I, I think, are really just starting to find out, hey, that, that's really cool. Um, and we could do a lot of good to make our API nicer to work with with this. So um, it, it kind of reminds me of the early days of folks just finding out about RxJava, to be honest. And it was like, I mean, these days as an Android developer, it's kind of ludicrous to think there's a debate whether or not we should add RxJava to the project. But, you know, really only three, year, three years ago, which feels like 50 years ago, and in tech years, it pretty much is. Um, <laughs> it feels like it's ludicrous to even have a debate about that. But three years ago, hey, it was totally a, a valid conversation to have. Like, hey, does this even make sense? What is this thing? Is it just academics only? <laughs> you know, um, I think we're in kind of passing through that same phase with coroutines. And a couple of years from now, it'll be like, duh, of course, we're going to add coroutines because, of course, we're going to use them. Um, I could be wrong about that, but it, that kind of feels like where we're headed. Okay. And um, I'm seeing confirmation, you know, in other places on that. I mean, one thing that I've seen recently is the Android X, you know, libraries uh, for Google, which are kind of, you know, Android X is, is kind of a newer thing on, on you know, Android. That's uh, the way that we've headed. Um, and they've just recently added, you know, view model scope to Android X uh, to support coroutines using, you know, the MVVM pattern. So that's kind of a confirmation um, from Google to see kind of first class support for coroutines, you know, on, on the view model layer. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. Of course, Retrofit has had um, library support for coroutines deferred for some time now. Um, so that's been, you know, available for a while. Um, and more and more libraries are going to start to offer coroutine flavored types of things, I think. Um, so, oh, also an amazing Google coroutines code lab has come out just recently that um, it's actually a really great uh, starting place that um, we should link in the resources for this talk. It's um, really gives a full picture um, from, you know, how to flatten callbacks APIs out to um, how to test. And the test setup, by the way, another argument for coroutines. I think it's a pretty easy, easy to see that it's a more simple setup to, to test coroutines. I mean, it's, in their example, it's literally just sweat, switching out a rule for uh, 
your test and you know you've you've got things uh, running synchronously for the test environment. It's really nice. Um, and so that Google Code uh, Lab is definitely worth checking out. It's really nice. Um, but we're starting to see, you know, kind of a confirmation that coroutines are are something that you know um, are going to make their way more and more into the Android uh, framework as well. And of course, stepping outside of coroutines, coming back to I said I want to briefly touch up on some other topic with you uh, you weren't actually talking about yeah i know huh is this like oh yeah i gotta go or someone's knocking on the, the weather door. in 2016 right okay. uh no you weren't actually talking about coroutines uh at kotlin conf right you were giving a talk about kotlin native Yes, uh, so uh, Kotlin native, that is a, an amazing other topic that we could spend yeah, hours and hours Definitely about. outside <laughs> of scope here. Uh, but I'd love to talk to you about uh, Kotlin native, by the way. It's have you been playing with it, literally? Uh, because I know that you were talking so, about <laughs> musical instruments on Kotlin native. Have you been playing with it more since then? I have to confess, Heidi. Um, so my modular synthesizer project written in Kotlin native is about 50% complete. Um, the other 50% uh, of my time that I need to finish that project is currently spent on uh, my one and a half year old at home, oh, uh, which has become a, a full-time hobby to be honest. And it's, yeah, well, thanks. You know, it's uh training the neural network up on the, the one and a half year old has kind of become one of the other things. But um, eventually I would love to get back around to picking that project back up. It's been a matter of finding the free cycles to get back to it. Um, and I bet when I spin back up on that project too, I'll discover Kotlin native as a whole has evolved way for the better too. Um, I, I'm really excited to find the time to get back into that. And it's it's on my to-do list and it's not going away anytime soon. I mean, um, you know, my obsession with modular synthesizers isn't going away anytime soon either. So uh, <laughs> definitely going to get back to that. Uh, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. So when you do, let's uh, catch up and we can discuss further the advances that you've seen with Kotlin Native on on that front. I would totally love that. That would be a, a great conversation to have with you. Cool. Well, it was great having you on the show. And uh, thanks for coming on and, you know, sharing your experiences with Coroutines. And uh, we'll see where it goes next. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Hadi. You know, I think it's uh, Coroutines, definitely a promising future. Oh, sorry for the pun there. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm really oh, God. Yeah. Enjoying, okay. sorry about that. Yeah. Promising no, uh, future. Hey. Um, this I is really where we enjoyed... have to suspend this now. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed chatting with you, Hadi. Likewise. It's great. <laughs>